Major support for Out to Lunch provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937, now with more than 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. Online at joneswalker.com. Additional support for Out to Lunch from Fidelity Homestead Savings Bank and Resource Management, Inc. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and economist. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch, the show about New Orleans business from our Garden District office, our lunch table at Commander's Palace Restaurant. One of the things we talk about on this show is how business is changing in New Orleans. The white shoes and seersucker suits of the CBD are being joined by a younger contingent of more casually attired entrepreneurs in the warehouse district. But that's just the visible difference. There's also evidence of a fundamental philosophical difference in the approach to business by many of the new generation. Previous generations of innovators were different. When Steve Jobs was holed up in his garage creating this first computer, he wasn't setting out to change the world, although he did, and Sam Walton just opened a store in Arkansas. He didn't set out to change the world of retailing. And when Ray Kroc got a hold of a little shack called McDonald's, he didn't set out for better or worse to revolutionize global eating habits. One of the fascinating differences in today's generation of entrepreneurs is the number of them who are setting out to change the world. Andrea Chen is executive director of Propella, a force for social innovation. This is not a bunch of social workers or a feel-good idea. It's a brick-and-mortar building, a business organization designed from the ground up to foster and grow nonprofit for-profit and hybrid businesses that make the world a better place to live in. Andrea Chen is my guest on the show today. Andrea, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Great. I have met you before and I was uh, so impressed that I, I told our producer we had to get you on the uh, get you on the show. And I know you have degrees from Stanford and Harvard, so you're just you're bringing up the level of the show just by showing <laughs> up. This is this is terrific. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Apple, Walmart, and McDonald's didn't change the world by having folks stumble across them. Every idea and innovation is only as effective as the marketing strategy that delivers it. It's no different for businesses that are out to deliver a better world. And that's where my other guest comes in. Reed Stone is CEO and chief strategist for Hero Farm, a socially conscious marketing and design agency whose slogan is, do great work for good people. Reed, thanks for joining me on Out to Lunch. Hey, thanks for having me. And uh, you are a former football player at Mississippi State? <laughs> uh, I was. That was, was two very painful, uh, very long <laughs> years ago. Wow. <laughs> that is... Uh, that is great. That's the that's the image we're going to have for today's show. That so is yeah. So we have a genius and we have a jock. So we're we're, we're good to go. <laughs> this is what we always feared. This is going to be great, Andrea. Um, maybe we should start by you telling us a little bit about propeller. I know a propeller is actually the thing in the back of the boat, but this is different, right? We're we're familiar with concepts like Launchpad, which is a shared workspace for entrepreneurs with big ideas and startup budgets, and Idea Village, which is a new business incubator. Propeller seems to be a combination of these concepts with a focus on entrepreneurs with a vision of social 
responsibility. Would that be a, a fair description of what you're up to? Yeah, absolutely. We are a comp we are an incubator. So not only do we have co-working space and house social entrepreneurs, but we also provide. Uh, we also have an accelerator program where we help people launch their businesses. But I think what really differentiates us is that we are so focused on the social impact piece, but we care a lot about business and financials, just because we believe that in order to get to your social impact, you need to be really strong on the business side. So we combine the two, and we have all different parts you know, related to policy work because a lot of our initiatives are trying to change the world and you may be a grassroots initiative, but you have to, to change the world, you need the policy makers, the elected officials to also be on board. So we really take that wide angle lens to approach to problem solving. Now you're physically, we're over in Washington, is that? Yeah, uh, Washington Broad, just down the street from Commanders. Why? And um, and I've seen, I've never been to the facility, but it's qu it's quite nice, right? It's uh, yeah, it's ten thousand square feet. It's two stories, and, you pictures. know, and yeah. Well, that well, well, that is great, Andrew. Now, um, give me an example of something you're, that's worked out so far for you. All right, healthy school lunch is a big one, and it ties to the um, the stock question you're going to ask me about okay. later. <laughs> so, healthy school lunch. You know, in in New Orleans, we've had really bad lunches. A couple years ago, kids were getting served rotten milk. You know, just tacos and, and nachos for lunch. And so we said, we want to fix that problem. And so what we did is we launched an initiative called, it's the Healthy School Food Collaborative, and it's a policy entity run by one of the charter schools, and it's called a School Food Authority. And this entity right now is responsible for over 10,000, serving 10,000 healthy school lunches per day. So at this point, we're at over a million healthy school lunches. Um, we're at over around 20% of all public school children are in this program. And when I say healthy, I mean no fried, uh, no fried foods, no high fructose corn syrup, no nitrates in the meat, everything prepared from scratch daily, really healthy. Wow. Now, not as far as Michelle Obama, where you're growing it in the garden next to the school or anything, but well, it is. So that's another piece. So we have just this year we enter, we put a, put another piece to it. That's local procurement. So the companies that are part of this initiative have to buy a certain percentage from our local farms, and we have we have like the best research institutions in the region measuring kind of like what is in the food and where is it coming from. Wow. Well, that is a great success. They, uh, now, Reed, uh, marketing is a term that grew out of the uh, world of advertising, uh, where you started. Uh, mm -hmm. Our concept of that world is a bunch of folks who concoct campaigns to sell us everything from <laughs> cigarettes to fast food, regardless of the consequences uh, to you as a consumer or, the, or as a community. But you come from a traditional marketing background, but since you started Hero Farm in 2009, your clients have included and this is a great list, uh, New Orleans Mission, Big Brothers Big Sisters, March of Dimes, and many other high-profile clients with a social conscience. Uh, what brought about the conversion? Did you cynically see a niche market, or was there an event that, that changed you? Was there, what was the epiphany here? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think that for a long time now, we've seen that the ad agency model, the traditional model, it has really been changing. And so we, we kind of took it upon ourselves uh, around 2008 when kind of, you know, the whole industry world just got turned on its head. You know, we marketing people felt the recession long before everyone else did. That, you know, first thing always gets cut is a marketing budget. So we were already feeling it, we were already thinking it, and it's like, you know, we kind of rank, everybody has that mad men interpretation of what we do, and it's half true, maybe, <laughs> I, I don't know. The martinis at the, lunch, the, the, you at, least, that? Okay. at least the whiskey part okay. of it. Uh, the rest of it, not so much. <laughs> um, but, you know, and so uh, basically people have kind of had this uh, idea of us as, you know, kind of ranking up there with lawyers and insurance people. And it's like, <laughs> and I know we have both of those listening, <laughs> so please don't come after me. 
Um, but you know, it was just one of those things that we really wanted to do something a little bit more. We didn't want to just be earning the dollar. And so now uh, we are capitalists. We're very much all about business, but at the same time, I think you can marry uh, good missions with good marketing. Now tell um, me how this is done, sure. Reed. Like you have, you have traditional clients and then mm -hmm. is it once a, at least once a year you have a, a, like a pro bono client? Is that where these yep. are coming from? At, at least once a year, we, and usually more than this, uh, we do at least one full pro bono campaign uh, for a nonprofit, for a 501c3. Um, but for the, for the rest of our clients, uh, what we try and do is put a filter on all the work that we do. So everything that we put out, uh, and always approved by the client first, um, it always it has to do one of three things. It either has to inform and educate, it has to entertain somehow, um, or it's got to just flat out serve a, a better purpose. Uh, and so every, everything we do, it has that, that filter on. It's going to do one of those three things. Well, give me an example of one of those that that's you think's worked probably per the best. Perfect example. Uh, last... Uh, Christmas, I believe it was last Christmas or two Christmas ago, right before um, people had really realized that this was going to be our last uh, Christmas on Earth, you know, before oh, that's the, right. December the, 21st. The, uh, uh, the Mayans, the, right? The Mayans. Yes, they, uh, that did not work out. I so, one, uh, <laughs> thankfully, I, I guess, uh, one of our team was, was quick enough on the front end there to realize that um, the year before was actually, that would technically be our last Christmas. And so uh, we had just happened to come across this client that it was kind of a, a marriage of Facebook meets Amazon. They're called JoeShopping.com. So it's a really, really neat site, uh, a, lot, a lot of interesting things going on, but we had to get them on a national stage. And we had to do it very, very quickly for the Christmas season. And so what we did was basically we came up with this idea to um, tell people that, you know, this might just be your last Christmas on earth. But we did it very tongue-in-cheek. All right, so a little bit of fear-mongering there. But, uh, but we did it in kind of a fun way. So and, use a uh, credit card because you'll never have to pay. Because you'll right. never have to pay for it. Um, you know, go big this year. Yeah. And so, but it worked out really well. And what we did was, uh, I mean, we had this whole site devoted to it. And we even had, like, once you landed there, you could decide, all right, well, once the apocalypse happens, if you think you're going upstairs, right. there was a button. And if you thought you were going downstairs, there was a button. And what we did was we tailored the products that went with it to that. So if you thought you were going downstairs, uh -huh. you, ha you were served up the Jersey Shore DVD set and <laughs> burn cream and hot sauce. Uh, and if you thought you were going the other way, it was the Highway to Heaven DVD set. And it was uh, soft white light bulbs and, you know, thousand string cotton sheets. Uh, clearly, I'm a bachelor. <laughs> um, but what we did is we tied a, phil a philanthropic endeavor to each one of them. So if you thought you were going up, we would, uh, and we, we tabulated the votes, we would do kind of a matching donation to the ASPCA because all dogs go to heaven. Oh. Of course. And if, if we tabulated up and, you know, the, the winner was everybody thought they were going the other direction. Right. Uh, it was a, a gift to the Wounded Warrior Project because war is hell. And so it was really oh, funny how right. many people just took the release and ran with it. And we just got the craziest reactions. I mean, some people were like, oh my God, they've officially monetized Christmas and da da da. <laughs> but it, but it was, that was the reaction we were going for. And you could really tell the people who had taken the time to really like look into the campaign. So it was huge. It was huge. And we did this on a shoestring budget. Uh, and so really, really phenomenal. But that was probably the most extreme example of how we've wow. managed to marry commerce and, and cause. Yeah, so. I love it. <laughs> now, you guys, I just thought, I mean, uh, it's nice to have you both at lunch and that you know each other, but you could, you could do business together, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, In this fact, would, uh, um, uh, uh, Andrea was part of a, a, an initiative before that I think turned into Propeller, which was, they just didn't have a building, basically. It was Propeller without the building. Oh, Sino. Oh, so yeah. So we're actually the same thing. We just changed our name. So perfect. So yeah. there you go. And uh, we actually we got this well, how we met Andrea much. in the first place was working with one of her clients that she connected us with, and that was uh, Greenlight New Orleans. Right. And Hero Farm, they were part of our pro bono network. We've mm. got over 150 people in that mm. network, and they they were one of them. 
Wow. Oh, yeah, we're all friends. Yeah, <laughs> we, know, we know each other. And that's one thing I've discovered after doing this show for about a year and a half is that there is a, this kind of um, entrepreneurial community where mm -hmm. people all mm -hmm. tend to know each other. and oh, you, yeah. Well, and I think we've gotten to an age where um, I think you have to collaborate. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think there is any more just kind of being a standalone because everything is so advanced now. Everything, everything has so many different moving pieces and parts that it makes sense. You know, it's, not, it's no longer about even your competitor is probably somebody that um, does things just a little bit different. There's no reason you shouldn't be on the same team. Well, this is the part of the show we call the checklist. It's, the, it's where we ask you a couple of questions that probably wouldn't show up on a, on a loan application. So I'll <laughs> go over to you and read. What was, the, what was the best day you've had at work? Uh, hands down, uh, two years ago, we did an event at the Morial Convention Center for the homeless of New Orleans. We've been working with the New Orleans Mission. That's, That's kind of right. been our yep. baby for a while. Um, and so what we did was basically brought uh, all the caretakers, not just the mission, um, into one under one roof in the convention center and had the homeless come in and basically receive services. So they could literally walk in right off the street and get a haircut, uh, see a doctor, see a dentist, um, get a line on a job, possibly a line on permanent housing, uh, make phone calls to their family. Um, all of these services all under one roof and it was huge, 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 huge. I think we helped in a total of uh, something between 12 and 1300 people that day. And so just the proudest day, I think, ever since starting a business. Like, I walked out of there. I mean, I was exhausted. We hadn't slept for four days. But we walked out of there, and we were like, this is what it's all about. Like, this, this made us feel like we had achieved what we set out to do. So, And if huge. the Mayan thing happens, you were going to the going upstairs. Yeah, I think so. that's, that's one of the up. things. They, <laughs> Andrew, have you thought back on what might be the best day at work? Or, uh? Yeah, I would say it's either the first day or the last day of our accelerator program. So, like, when we bring our, all our companies together for the first time, and we spend an entire day together. How, how big is this group through, that comes in? So, about 12. 12 companies. Usually there are two connected to each company, so 24. So it's them and then their consultants, it's their entire team. And so we're in there just kind of like figuring out what are we doing this year? How many kids are we going to reach? How much money are we going to make? And just laying that groundwork. And so that's day one and then how long does that program last? It's 10 months. 10 months. And then yeah. the, the, the next best day is is to It's the, towards the, the end. It's towards the end when we actually like tally up our numbers. This year we were the 12 companies and the time they started to the time they finished, over $3.2 million in revenues generated just with those 12 companies. And so when we're tabulating, it's like you go from zero to like 200,000 in 10 months, it's pretty good. That you know, <laughs> it's a lot of hard work that went into it. So yeah. Wow. Now it's time to check out our inbox. <laughs> and that's where our producer asks a question that's come in from a listener over the week. Uh, Grant, what have you got? Peter, we've got a question today from Megan Capone, who is an actual journalist at the Times-Picayune and NOLA.com, and she wants to know something about kind-hearted capitalism. She says, is it possible to make the same amount of money as a kind-hearted capitalist, and is it less stressful? I'll, I can take that. You so, that look like okay. it's not easy. So that's <laughs> All right, so I don't know that it's less stress. It's definitely, it's probably more stressful because you have to balance the two, the two competing, you know, things pulling money and mission, right? And can you oh, can you make money doing it? Well, I think just by our numbers from this year, 3.2 million in 10 months, that's better than a lot of you know startup companies in terms of failure rate and the amount of money they generate. Now we're going to get to the other question later of like when you get to like the real like big scale, can you make money with social impact companies? And I think you can. And looking at some of these mutual funds that return, you know, same as. You know, same as other funds right. that are that are just, you know, or even above market um, returns compared to other funds. So I think yes, but it's um, 
you know, the pipeline right now is, of course, not as big as you know your your other funds. Right. But I think we're we're getting there, and we have really good results initially. Wow, you find the same thing, Reader. I, I do, I, and I, I would completely agree with her 100% on the amount of stress because what it does, it throws <laughs> it throws an extra cog in the machine. You know, all of a sudden things like, well, can this for-profit for company support this non-profit company because they do X, Y, Z. There, there are those issues that come up. So the stress might be a little bit more, but I think actually, uh, in terms of the capitalism question, I think it, it actually helps and it actually has become an expectation. So for instance, you know, you look at these big guys, you know, the Googles, the Coca-Colas, um, Google for instance, I mean, they gave 115 million to engineering and math programs uh, last year. I mean, huge, huge amounts of money. I think if they hadn't done that, people would sort of have that look on their face like, why not? You know, and so you, know, you look at uh, guys like Tom Shoes that maybe are not quite at the Google level yet, but for every pair that you buy from them, they're donating a pair to, to an area that, that certainly the needs it. And the eyeglass company too, right? And, they, and they, they've branched out into eyeglasses. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just really phenomenal stuff that's happening, but I think people want that story to tell. They want to be able to say, you know, my glasses are helping this person, or my shoes are helping do this. Um, the soccer ball I'm using, you know, when I bought it, they donated one to uh, you know another an area that needed one and it helps create games and, and team leadership and things like that. So I think there has become that that expectation that these big companies have to do these things now. And so why not be on the front end? Why not take control of that uh, right from the very start? Well, you know now we're going to jump to the uh, the lunch money part of the the port <laughs> the, the, the show here. And we what we do is we uh, lunch money is our out to lunch stock portfolio, and the the stock market is. It's just white hot. I guess the Neville brothers would say it's on fire. So it's uh, uh, just amazing. You know, in the last 52 months, the market's up 165%. Just incredible. And I, we like to ask the guests for a stock pick. And I thought I'd start with Reed. Um, uh, what do you want to, we're going to add it to our out to lunch stock portfolio. So it'll be on the website and everything. What, <laughs> what, what stock do you want to give us? Okay, well, I kind of gave it away earlier. Um, I, and, and this one comes with a caveat, so I am going to say Google. Okay. Um, I do think it is primed for a little correction. I think it was up at like 900, 915. So wait for that to happen and then go for it. But the reason well, now, that... Will you call our listeners when it's time to get in? I, 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 I don't know. Like, I mean, <laughs> at, at 800 and something dollars a share, I mean, I'm not buying it. Okay. But, uh, and that's the yes, G-O-O-G uh, on, on the NASDAQ. Uh, uh, and Andrew, what's, what's this, what stock are you going to give us? So I actually didn't pick a stock, but I picked a fund that people can invest in. So there are, in the social impact investing space, there are, I mean, there, I would say like really great companies are a little bit, you know, few and far between, but there are like, there are funds that, that aggregate a lot of these. So either bond funds or mutual funds. And the bond fund that I chose with com was community capital management. They only do social impact um, in bonds. That's what they invest is the, in. Is this from Calvert? Is this the no? This is a separate one. Oh, so separate. Calvert, um, they have an equity portfolio. Okay. You were talking about, and um, and they also invest in companies that we work with right now. So, wow. um, so one of their the companies, I'm not sure if they're in your equity portfolio that you picked out, but one of that one company I know they did invest in was Revolution Foods. Revolution Foods, they're a healthy school lunch company. Uh, and they are, um, we help to recruit them to New Orleans to bump up the standard of school food in this city. So we have Whoa. a vested interest sure in Revolution. And also, um, and also they, like one of our biggest funders, the Kellogg Foundation, also funds, um, funds them through their really interesting concept, but foundations have, you know, million, hundreds of millions of dollars. And they're starting to put their corpus, like their, that, that money, into social impact companies. So instead of just like putting it in just, 
you know, giving it to like J.P. Morgan Chase and having them manage all of it. You know, they have they're they're doing they're you know putting some in Calvert, they're putting some in you know community capital management, you know, different funds in this space. Wow, you know, and, and have been seeing great returns too. So that's the thing; they didn't yeah. have to sacrifice returns. They didn't to sacrifice, do it. and let me tell you why: it was Tesla. So Tesla, the electric oh, car sure. company, they all got in before their IPO, and so they, you know, like some, you know, and so they, they great returns. Great returns, returns outperformed like all the other stuff. So and, and a lot yeah. of people were very suspect of that whole concept, but so far it's worked. The whole Tesla deal and they stocks made money, over. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's you know, it's funny when I, I started 35 years ago in this business. That's when socially responsible investing was just getting going. And mm -hmm. one of the interesting things about those funds, I knew a lot of guys that managed them, is that there were two camps. There was one camp where you load the portfolio with companies that are doing good, mm -hmm. and the other was you, uh, the concept would be you'd get stocks that you like, you think are going to go up, and then just like put them through a spaghetti strainer and take out the ones that are offensive in some way, you know, mm -hmm. whether it was, uh, you know, it, it, Different people bothered by different things. You know, right. sometimes it was defense or yeah, nuclear weapons. Yeah, or, or weapons tobacco or, or whatever. Yeah, tobacco, something yeah. like that. They, uh, uh, Andrea Chen, Reed Stone, there is definitely a generational shift going on in business globally, nationally, and because of you here in New Orleans as well. Thanks for everything you're doing, and thanks for sharing it with us on Out to Lunch today. Guys, great Thank guests. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much, and I'm, I'm glad you know each other because you should know each other. That's what it is. Uh, my guests on Out to Lunch today have been Andrea Chen, Executive Director of Propeller, a force for social innovation, and Reed Stone, CEO and Chief Strategist for Hero Farm. To find out more about Andrea and Propeller and Reed and Hero Farm, follow the links on our sites, www.no.org and itsneworleans.com. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday through Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our web designer and digital guru is Dr. Cliff Brigden. Jennifer Smith is our researcher. Mitch Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. On our website, it's neworleans.com. You can join our mailing list and keep up with us on Facebook and Twitter. And you can listen to past shows or get this show as a podcast on itsneworleans.com and www.no.org. Support for Out to Lunch comes from PreSonus Audio Electronics. PreSonus makes Studio One music production software, Studio Live digital mixing consoles, Eris Studio monitors, and more. More information about Baton Rouge-based PreSonus is online at PreSonus.com. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting and WWNO. For itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM, I'm Peter Raschuti. I look forward to meeting you again next week on Out to Lunch around the table here at Commander's Palace. Till then, be well, be safe, be happy. Bye-bye. Major support for Out to Lunch provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937. Now with more than 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. Online at joneswalker.com. Additional support for Out to Lunch from Fidelity Homestead Savings Bank and Resource Management, Inc.